Welcome to the Short Attention Span Bible. I'm your host, Jason. I'm not here to preach or to convert anyone. I'm just trying to answer the questions, what do the words in the book say, and what do they not say? Let's jump right in here. John starts chapter 4 by continuing his message against, quote, false prophets by saying, don't believe everything you hear, because there are a lot of false prophets out there. He says you can tell the difference between a false prophet and a true one because anyone who says that Jesus was God in the flesh is a true prophet. Now these are my words. Maybe this was true at the time that he wrote this letter, but now there are many people who teach that Jesus is the Son of God, but they stray from the teachings in the Bible in other ways. That was one of the larger motivations for me to do this show, actually, is the fact that there are, John is saying, you can know a true teacher of the word of God because they will claim that Jesus was God incarnate in the flesh. Jesus was the son of God, and that's how you can tell the difference. But as I said, there are a lot of people who teach that part and neglect much of the rest of the teachings. So anyways, he goes on to say, as he said before in chapter 2 of this first letter of John, that everyone who teaches that Christ was not the incarnation of God on earth is a false prophet and an antichrist. They are antichrist, which both John and I have already discussed at some length in the show for part two of chapter two of this book, the first letter of John, if you want to go back and review that. I've already dived pretty deep into this point about antichrists and false teachings and those who believe that Jesus was the Son of God and those who do not. I get pretty deep into that in part two of chapter two. Check that show out. It's a lot of good information, I think. It's maybe one of the more important shows that I've done in this series, I think. Anyways, he goes on to say, you are children of God, and you have overcome these antichrists because God is in you, and God is greater than them. They are of the world, so they speak to the world, and the world hears them. We are of God, so those that know God hear us. Those that don't know God don't hear us or accept our message. He goes on to say, let us love one another because love is of God. Love is from God. It is a godly thing to do. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Diving into a kind of a tangent of my own words on this subject, but again, he must be talking about unconditional love for all because as I've brought up previously in other shows, anyone even a murderer or a false prophet, as he's talking about, probably loves someone, maybe their mother or their child or their spouse or whatever. To love someone who loves you is frankly unremarkable. To show love for someone who does not love you is more profound and more in line with the spirit of the rest of the Bible. So the point being, when he says, oh, if you love, then you're okay. He's not talking about, oh, I love my mother, so I'm good, I'm covered, or I, I love my wife, so I must be in line with God. 
you must show love and compassion to fellow humans, as he elaborates on later in this chapter. Okay, so he goes on to say, those who don't love don't know God because God is love. God showed his love for us by sending his only son into the world so that our sins could be forgiven. If God loves us that much, we should love each other. No one has seen God. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us, or his love is completed in us through our actions of loving one another. And this is how we know that we abide in him or have a good relationship with God, because he has given us his spirit, which I will remind you is love. And we have seen and testify that he has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God dwells in that person and that person dwells in God or with God. But again, to what I was saying earlier, maybe that was true back then, but there are many people today who profess and teach that one aspect of it and throw much of the rest of it away. You know, just confessing, okay, I believe that Jesus was the Son of God who came here so that we could be forgiven of our sins, but then they ignore much of the rest of the Bible, or they go off on crazy other tangents that are completely not in the Bible at all, he continues to say, and we know and believe the love that God has for us. He that dwells in love or lives in love lives in God or lives a godly life, and God dwells in that person. If we live a life of love and compassion, and live as Jesus did, we can have confidence on the day of judgment. There is no fear in real love. Real love drives out or casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment, he says, and one who fears has not fully experienced God's perfect love, or that person has doubts about God's perfect love. And so basically, John is saying, that if you're going to believe in God's love for you, you have to have complete faith. As it said, I believe back in the book of James, don't be double-minded. If you're in, you have to be all in, okay? You either have faith or you don't have faith. You don't, well, I kind of have faith. Okay, well, then you don't have faith. You're, you're waffling. And sometimes it's a process to get to a, a point or a place of perfect faith, and that's fine, but perfect faith is your goal. That's really, according to this book, where you should be headed. You should have confidence. John goes on to say, we loved God because he loved us first. If someone says they love God but hates people, that person is a liar. We've heard that before, I believe, just in, in these two books that I've covered. If someone says they love God but hates people, that person is a liar. Because how can you not love your brother who you have seen and love God who you have not seen? And we have this commandment from God that he who loves God also loves their brother or fellow human. They're not talking about, oh, the only person you have to love is your sibling. That's not what they're saying. They're saying love each other. You are your brother or your sister 
in the sense that, according to the Bible, we are all God's children. So, in that sense, everyone, when it refers to a brother or sister, that's what they're talking about. Every creation of God, basically. Sometimes it can be really, really difficult to see past all of the human nonsense and see the creation of God, which was made in God's image, when you're dealing with somebody. There is a saying from Eastern traditions, it's often used in association today with sort of New Age or yoga cultures. It's become kind of a cliché or a joke these days among some people, but it really helps to illustrate this biblical point. And uh, what I'm talking about is the word namaste, and it means I see the light within you, or I honor the light within you. Basically, what that's saying is I see past all of your imperfections of body, mind, and spirit. I see past the frustrating aspects of your personality, and I can see through all of that and see that you are a child of God created in his image or created in God's image. I see the light within you. Okay, well, that's it. This has been chapter four of the first book of John. Thank you for watching or listening. Please click like or subscribe. The show is available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. This is the Short Attention Span Bible, and I'm your host, Jason. Bye-bye.